go with me to the book of First Samuel. That's in the Old Testament. Um, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. That means the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Uh, and so this is part of the Old Covenant, but there's a story in there that is interesting to me that I feel like the Lord wants me to draw uh, your attention to today. First Samuel 4, if you don't have that, they typically have that on the screen. Uh, when you have it, say amen. If you're looking on the screen, say amen. Y'all got spoiled of those screens. Now his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phineas, was pregnant and about to give birth. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed and gave birth, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the woman attending to her said, Do not be afraid, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer or pay attention. And she, this is interesting to me that it's, that it's recorded in the Bible. And she named the child Ichabod. What a terrible name. Somebody say Ichabod. If you're named Ichabod here today, I'm sorry. <laughs> Saying, the glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God has been captured and because her father-in-law and her husband. And she said... The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured. The glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God had been captured. And I, and I take my title um, from the verse that said, She named the child Ichabod. Everybody say Ichabod. And here's, here's the title of my message today. I just want to let the suspense build. Don't name that baby. Look at your neighbor and say, don't name that baby yet. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Don't name that baby yet. Wow, I got y'all really wondering about this. Somebody say, don't name that baby yet. Amen, you may be seated. Names, make sure that the, the house speakers are not too loud and maybe just a little bit um, more on the monitors. Names in... Contemporary culture are important. Somebody say names matter. And when you use a person's name, it, it speaks of respect. And that's why if you want to do like the book says, if you want to win friends and influence people, let me give you some good advice. Remember their names. We like it. We like to hear our names spoken to us. It's something in our psychic. And when I get somebody on the telephone, if it's a flight 
uh, representatives here lately, I will say this. To whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? And Monica will say, this is Monica from Delta Airlines. How can I help you, Mr. Johnson? I said, I'm so glad you asked. I would like a seat on the exit row. Names are important. They matter. And if you learn a person's name, now sometimes I have a problem remembering people's names, but I do my best to remember them. Because it says to them, you are valuable. You matter. When I walk into the bank, I look over at the manager and I say, good morning, Henry. How is your family? How's your wife? How's your children? And instantaneously, whether they acknowledge it or not, it matters when you remember somebody's name. Now, you got to cut me some slack because there's about 500 people here and I can't remember everybody's name. But I did remember Michael and I did remember Gia. And we're excited that they're part of our church today. Let's give them a hand clap. Because a name carries value. And people intrinsically want to hear their names. They appreciate being remembered. And there's four reasons why. Because a name identifies with our identity. It's one way we differentiate one person from another. It creates this sense of belonging within our culture. And then it also communicates to somebody else without using impersonal terms in professional or social situations. And then a name also infers perception. And the research indicates that a lot of people will make judgments about another person with assumptions of personality and intelligence or social status based on their name. And then there is this cultural significance. In many cultures, names have a religious meaning or value. And they choose a name to honor a family member a virtue or a quality. But in summary, names matter because they are closely tied to individual identity, to communication, to perception, but also to cultural significance. And especially here of late, baby names really matter. People are freaked out over their baby names. Names, top names, according to recent research, are Liam, Levi, Elijah, and Noah. Three out of four of those. Where's Noah at right now? <laughs> Noah, you got hooked up today, son. Three out of four of those names are obviously Bible names. Atlas, that's not in the top, but I just threw it in there. Olivia, Emma, Evelyn, Harper. 
Emma. <laughs> you go, girl. Two point five million pages on the internet that has been dedicated to names. Are y'all listening to Pastor? Names matter. And names in the Bible matter. And God, this God of the Old Testament and New Testament, is very interested in names. The Bible said in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 13, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they asked me, what is your name? God said to Moses, you tell them, I am who I am. I am has sent me to you. You tell them, I am whatever they need me to be. I'm their doctor, I'm their lawyer, I'm their advocate, and I'm their judge. Whatever they need, that's the name that I'll be. I want to tell somebody sitting in this service today, God will be whatever you need him to be. If you need mercy, then his name is mercy. If you need righteousness, then his name is righteous. If you need help, then his name is help. I am that I am. Oh, clap your hands and give the Lord praise. Did you get to know this God in the Bible? He branded his name because his name was attached to his character. His name was attached to his promises. His name was attached to the prophecies. And I want to tell you, the name of Jesus is greater than any other name in heaven or in earth. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. There is no name like the name. Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. The better you know a person, the more effectively they need to make some adjustments. Help me up here. Turn it down a little bit. The better you know a person, the more effectively you can use that name. Like if you don't know him, you can't use the name. They call that name dropping. Somebody say name dropping. Somebody said to me, oh, oh. Uh, his name is Todd. I was like, you don't know me like that. We are not on a first name basis. But I can tell you there is somebody that we're on a first name basis. Jesus. I know him so I can use his name. I know him because I've been baptized in his name. I know him because I've been laid hands on the sick. In his name, I want to tell you that the name of Jesus is greater than any other name in heaven or in earth. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Names, they matter. Jesus said, whom do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And then he answered the question. It was an open book test. He said, I am the bread of life. 
I am the light of the world. I am the door. Before Abraham was, I am. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. I am the alpha and the omega. I am the first and the last. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright and morning star. Names matter. Somebody shout, names matter. Look at your neighbor and say, names matter. And God changed names in the Bible. He changed Abram's name to Abraham. He changed Sarah's name to Sarah. He changed Simon's name to Peter. And he changed Saul's name to Paul. And when God gives you a new name, come on, y'all, this is good. Come on. When God gives you a new name, I, this is good. I, this is way better than my son-in-law's message. He did awesome, but this is better. I mean, that's, that's what father-in-laws do, give you a hard time. He's never going to preach better than me. I'm joking. I hope he does. He does already. But a new name means a new beginning. And a new name means a new hope. And a new name means a new blessing. And God still changes your name. Somebody say, yes, he does. God asked Jacob that pitiful question in Genesis 32 and 27. He asked him, what is your name? And then his response was pitiful. My name is Jacob. Jacob. Jacob surplanter. Jacob trickster. Jacob deceiver. Birthright stealer, Jacob. Pitiful. But God, that's right. Do you read the Bible? God said, Your name is no longer going to be called Jacob. I'm going to change your name from Jacob to Israel. For as a prince, you got power with God and with man. I'm preaching to somebody that God changes your name from Jacob to Israel. That means God will fight for me. I'm going to go from trickster and supplanter and deceiver to a new name called Israel. Shout Israel. As a prince, you have power with God and with man. For as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 
You are neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female. You are all one in Jesus Christ. When you go down in the waters of baptism, in the name of Jesus, like they commanded in the Bible, there is a new name that is written over us. Clap your hands to the Lord. Now, all that, that's just foundation work. That's not what I want to preach about. I want to preach about this text. This, this text is, is interesting to me. As Samuel begins... Israel is at this low ebb spiritually. The Levitical priesthood was corrupt. The Ark of the Covenant was not in the tabernacle. Idolatry was practiced and the judges of that time were were dishonest. And the Bible says that everybody did which was right in their own eyes. Let me give you some good advice. Don't do what's right in your own eyes. They did that which was right in their own eyes. They thought they knew more than God. And it brings us to this part of the story. This daughter-in-law, the wife of Phineas, it doesn't give us her name. But the Bible said that when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and her father-in-law was dead, who was Eli, and her husband was dead. The ark was gone. Eli was gone. Her husband was gone. 32,000 soldiers were gone, and the glory is gone. The Bible said that she named the child Ichabod. Now, I I have a problem with the text. It wasn't the child's fault. Think about this for a moment. To you carried this baby for nine months. You made sure that he had all the nourishment. You made sure you didn't do any bungee jumping. You made sure you didn't go to the rodeo. You made you 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 made sure that you didn't do anything dangerous. And then you speak a name over this child. I want to tell somebody that's listening right now. Don't you speak a curse over your children when you should be speaking a blessing. You need to be careful what you say. I don't want to speak a curse. I want to speak a blessing. I want to speak life. I don't want to speak death. I want to speak you're an overcomer. You can make it. God is with you. God is for you. God is going to work this out. Don't speak a curse. When you could speak a blessing. And I'm thinking... As I read this, don't name that baby. All that you see 
is not all that there is. I want to tell somebody right now that you may have a delay today, but that doesn't mean a denial. You may be in despair, but that doesn't have to be your destiny. You may have had failure, but your failure doesn't have to be final. Don't you name that baby. Speak life. Speak hope. Speak joy. Speak peace. Speak forgiveness. Don't name that baby. The Bible says that we are troubled on every side. Yet we are not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because our light affliction that is for but a moment is working for us a far more exceeding external weight in glory. Let me synthesize what I'm saying to you right now. Don't make a permanent decision based on a passing circumstance. I said, don't make a permanent decision based on a passing circumstance. You may be going through a trial. You may be walking through difficult waters. You may have got a doctor's report that is not favorable. Don't just accept it as your destiny. Don't just accept it as defeat. I want you to confess with me that greater days are coming down the road. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I said weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Come on, somebody shout, joy is coming. It might be bad today, but it could be good tomorrow. It might be hopeless today, but you might receive help tomorrow. Somebody say, how long is the night, pastor? I don't know how long the night is, but I know it don't last forever. I know the sun, you're not, y'all not responding like I want y'all to respond. I know that joy is going to come. I know it might be storming right now, but I know sooner or later winter's going to end and the sun will come up. I said the sun will come up. It may be storming today, but you might have salvation tomorrow. Don't name the baby. Don't curse the future because of the reality of your present. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm almost done. If you don't got it by now, you ain't going to get it. That's the message. I mean, my God, it's pretty simple. Somebody say, don't name the baby. I'll be back next week, next time, same channel. This is what's interesting about this. It's amazing how if you read the Bible, God will show you that all the glory is not gone. 
The Bible said in 1 Samuel 14 and 3, I'd never seen this before. And, I, I hear, and here's what I hear preached all the time. Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod over a nation. Ichabod, it's, it's always, always, always. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how wicked this world gets. You are not going to back God into a corner. Never. I don't care. I don't care how bad it gets, how wicked it gets. I want to tell you that God still sits on the throne. God is still in charge of the world. He is still God. And he will win in the end. He will. He will win. I've never seen this text before. In 1 Samuel 14 and 3, Ichabod had a brother, Ahijah, the son of Ahitub. The Bible says it's Ichabod's brother. I can imagine he's going, hey, bro, bro, you got a terrible name. Bro, you, your name is bad. Ahijah, now this is interesting to me. Ahijah doesn't mean the glory has departed. Ahijah means brother of God. And this man, in spite of all of the chaos, now you got to get this, in spite of all the chaos and the carnage, they're brothers. And when you just, and when you think that it's all over, God, oh man, this is so good, I should save it. When you think that it's all over, when you think that the priesthood is done, when you think that Hophni and Phinehas are going to mess up the plan of God, God raises up somebody that's going to be a priest and a prophet because the glory of the Lord still remains. He was a grandson of Eli. And yet still, when you count it all over, God says, <laughs> I got somebody left. Ten verses later, God says, I got you. Somebody say ten verses. Ten verses later, God says, I'm going to raise up somebody that's going to continue that's going to entertain the glory and the power of God. I want to tell you that the glory of the Lord has not departed. Brother of God. Here, here's, I'm almost done. Ichabod. Over the nation. Ichabod. Over the state. Ichabod. Over where? Ichabod. God. God's never going to. God's never. God's never. God's never. God's never going to get. It's just. And in a moment of time, the whole world can pivot and see glory. Put that image on the screen. The first image I sent you. In a moment of time, 
in a breath. The whole world watches. And what couldn't be done in the political arena and all the posture and move, the whole world gets down on a knee in a moment of time for a football player whose heart stopped instantly. And all of a sudden, everybody who wasn't praying all of a sudden starts praying. People on ESPN start praying. People don't believe in God start praying. People that says there's no God. And I'm going to tell you, they can say what they want, but I believe it's the prayers of God that raised him up. The glory has not departed completely. Don't name that baby just yet. Somebody say, don't name the baby. Next image. The whole world was stunned. Why? Because the glory of the Lord stunned them and let them be reminded that there is a God in heaven and in earth. And my glory has not departed off the earth. I don't care who's in the White House or the outhouse. It don't make no never mind because I'm going to tell you, the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than that of the former. That's the Bible. Somebody shout hallelujah. Next Y'all know what's happening in Asbury, Kentucky, in the little backwoods, out-of-the-way place. People from all over the world are flying in to gather in this, in this little chapel to pray and say, oh, it's never going to happen in the last day. We've been hearing about revival. It's Ichabod, Ichabod, Ichabod. I'm going to tell you, you make a mistake when you name something that you don't know what God's going to have the last word. I tell you, God is going to have the last word when it comes to his glory. They line up around this building in the cold to get into a place to pray and call on the name of the Lord. I'm telling somebody this morning with a word from God, don't you name that baby yet. The glory of the Lord is coming in the last days. The glory of the Lord is going to be poured out in the last days. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams. And your old men shall see visions. I want you to raise your hands all over this house. Don't you name that baby. Don't you name that baby. My final picture. You think God is finished? Really? I'm going to tell you this. Y'all hear me. I know what the name says out there. If some of us don't get back to doing some of this, it might depart out of your life. If you don't get back to being hungry, and being wait, learning how to tarry and wait on the Lord and sit at the feet of God, 
It might depart. And let me tell you, it's never going to depart off the church, but it might depart off of your life. You may shake yourself and go, where's the spirit of the Lord? And God may have left you a long time ago. But I know what the name, the name says, Revival Church. And we need to act like it. We need to act like it. We need to pray like it. We need to fast like it. Stop acting carnal. We need to get back where our soul is stirred up, where we're hungry for God. You need to stand to your feet and raise your hands. Don't you name me, Ichabod. Raise your hands right now. Ask God to pour out a wave of glory. Come on, I'm not begging you. I thought you were revival, church. I thought you were revival, church. I thought you were revival, church. Don't you call me Ichabod. Don't you call me the glory of the Lord. No, no, I won't receive it. I won't accept it. I won't believe it, that it's over and done. No, no, no. There's greater glory. You ought to run to this altar right now. You ought to run to this altar and just, I need your glory. I need you. (coughs) Come on, right now, wherever you are, wherever you are, raise your hands, close your eyes. I I wouldn't look around at nobody else. I wouldn't care if somebody else is praying. I wouldn't care what time it was. I wouldn't care. I don't, don't call me Ichabod. Don't name me after the past. No. Name me something else, but don't call me Ichabod. Because I don't believe it. Come on, right now, right now. Raise your hands, raise your hands. When's the last time you forgot about what time it was? When's the last time that you didn't care what you look like? When's the last time that you were so desperate that you just laid before God? said, I need you. I need you. Don't name me Ichabod. This altar should be flooded, flooded. It should be flooded, it should be flooded. It should be flooded. It should be flooded with people that are tarrying, with people that are hungry and desperate for God. Oh yeah.
people that need the Holy Ghost. People that need to be baptized. People that need a touch from God. Come on, pray. Pray. Don't you care about God? Are you hungry? 